Hello and welcome to the Ninja Warriors Staff Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast to help our teams connect more with our mental health and tackle the challenges that life throws at us. Today I'm joined by Lindsay, the General Manager at Ninja Warrior in Bristol. She started in October 2022. She started working at Warsaw, but she was asked to help in Bristol. She got promoted to become the General Manager here at Ninja Warrior in Bristol, and that's the position she is currently in. She's also worked in an office. She worked for TUI, the travel company, and she's also spent time working in Mallorca. She loves chilling with her partner. She has three dogs. She loves spending time with her family. She loves shopping, guitar, singing, and she loves traveling. You are listening to the Ninja Warriors staff wellbeing podcast with me finley ratnett okay Lindsay, thanks for joining me you're welcome no thank you for doing it so for the first episode i just want to start by talking about the podcast as a whole now it's not something that many companies usually have it's not something i've heard of before companies having a sort of well-being podcast for their employees so why do you feel it's important to have a podcast something that staff can listen to to hopefully support them with their well-being at work but also outside of work at home I think it's so, so important. I think as the company's developing and growing, there's more and more employees coming into the business. We have such a range of staff um, from ages and backgrounds and lifestyles as well. And I think it's important for them to know that as a company, we care about you as an individual. We care who you are and we want to get to know you as well as share our experience. So we're not a normal company. Uh, we're not sort of just sat behind a desk. We're, we're out there, we're interacting with you. And, you know, I think um, it's so important for you guys as staff to know that as managers, we care. And as a company, we care who you are. And we want to learn from you. We want to develop from you. And, I know um, certainly some of my staff have some amazing life skills that I learn from every single day. So um, as a business, I think more businesses should be doing it and should be there um, for for their employees getting out there and sort of saying, you know, there's there's more to life than um, KPIs and, and NPS. You know, it's it's if you're happy at work, then we will achieve more as a business. And the idea of, of this is for sort of managers like you and other employees to sort of share any personal experiences that you're happy to share. Um, when I came to you with the idea of doing this, um, the idea was that I wanted, you know, companies to sort of normalise, you know, their employees talking about their own experiences so that their managers could support them. Do you think it's important that you know that's shared that people employees should feel comfortable and open to talk to their managers if they had any issues? Oh, massively. Um, I think I've been through a lot of my time and I'm sure a lot of managers have been as well. Um, I think the minute you put on a black shirt, you automatically, um, you have that boundary, you know, between professionalism and staff and some staff uh, may become slightly nervous about coming towards you. But I think it's so important to break that boundary and sort of say, you know, the office is open, we are here for you. And I know certainly when I was younger, there was a stigma attached to mental health as well, um, where I know I didn't feel like I could come to my employer when I was sort of 18, 19. And I want all my staff, and I'm sure all my other managers and managers in other places want their staff to come to them. And, you know, we want it to be an open discussion. Um, and it's so, so important that the staff know and feel that they can come to us as a business for sure. What do you think causes that stigma? What do you think sort of turns people away from being open and talking about their mental health? It's a, it's a really good question. Um, I think some of it 
it has to be outside um, you know it's it's the fear a lot of the time that they're going to get judged that they're going to have an impact on their work I think um, I know me when I was younger 18 19 I was scared to come to my manager in the past and and say you know I, I do have anxiety I do have that depression um, and I was scared that they were going to cut my shifts or that they were going to you know not give me as many busy shifts in case uh, I wasn't interacting with people or I would get overwhelmed and and it's just not the case you know if anything I, I would be better in a, a busier environment because I would thrive from it I would learn I would develop and and I think a lot of people are, are scared to to come forward with their needs in case there is that stigma and they are going to be negatively impacted by it and in this company that's just not going to happen and I want to use this opportunity in this platform to to make people aware that it is a safe space and that we will be there for them and I promise you that I most of my management team have probably been through quite a lot of what the staff are going through so you, I want it to be an open platform where people can share experiences can share their knowledge and can ultimately help transform uh, any negative stigma into something really positive and we can become a family, you know, and a stronger family because I did not get here in a black top and sitting here by not sharing my experiences with people. Um, it made me stronger and I want to make sure that people know that you can get through anything and you can achieve anything at all in this world if you believe you can. And I will help anybody in this world achieve their goals and dreams. And in a job like this, a customer-facing role, it sort of might make people sort of feel quite uneasy. But in terms of yourself, does a job like this improve your confidence or self-esteem, for example? Oh, massively. Um, you have bad days, like anything else. Of course you do. It's it's natural, but um, it's it's massively achieved my confidence. And and at the end of the day, seeing people happy and dealing with customer complaints and dealing with situations that are more challenging and seeing that development um, in myself. I mean, when I first started within retail and hospitality a long, long time ago and then moving into leisure, I, w I was a shell of what I am now. You know, I was scared to approach people. I was scared to ask people, oh, would you like a, a coffee with that cake? And now, it doesn't bother me now. I'm like, you know, oh, I can give you a coffee with that cake or, you know, and, and it's all come with confidence. It's come with development and it's come with building that rapport up with people and then that comes from uh, I guess spending so much time with management with other staff learning from things learning from other people as well and from platforms like what you're doing you know and sharing experiences so I've it's grown my confidence massively um, and even more so working in this company where I started six months ago to where I am now it, I've grown every single day so I know you've had some experiences in your life that you that have had an effect on your mental health. I know you're happy to share some of that with us. Why is that? Why do you? Why are you keen to share your experiences? Yeah, I think for a long time I wasn't Finn. Um, I think I was embarrassed to share a lot of my experiences. But looking back on it now and sitting where I am, it's from these experiences that have made me who I am and who's getting through that and developing to coping mechanisms I suppose to get through it I want to help share my life and share what I've been through 
to show people that you can get through it and you can become who you want to become and just because you've been bullied in the past or you've had depression, you've had anxiety, you've maybe got dyslexia, all of which I have had um, and more, it's never stopped me from, from sitting here. It's something I deal with every day but it still doesn't stop me. If anything it makes me stronger and it makes me more approachable. Um, well that's my hope <laughs> is it makes me more approachable and I think it's so important that we do share that message um, and that we do get that message out to people that don't be scared of who you are because it will make you stronger in the future so I want to give you the chance to sort of talk to me a little bit about some of the experiences you've had in your life if you're happy to um, yeah I mean where sort of it start for you yeah, well, obviously I'm, I'm the the later age of 30 now, shall I say, um, soon to be 40. And I think when I was um, very young in school, and when I say young, I mean I, I must have been 9 or 10 years old when my bullying started, and it continued all the way up to around 15, 16 years old. Um, it started with your normal teasing that you get in the playground, and it escalated to... Um, a broken shoulder in in sort of in school um, I used to be egged chucked eggs at I used to be called names tripped up um, up the stairs I still have scars on my legs where my my knee was split open where I was tripped up and it, it got quite serious um, I was attacked quite on a regular basis mainly because Believe it or not, they knew that I was gay before I did. Um, I think I was always a bit of a tomboy. Um, I was dressed quite laddish, I still do, because that's how I was comfy. Um, but I was still finding out who I was. But they obviously associated my dress with me being a lesbian, and I was, and I'm proud of who that is and who I am. Um, but it was, it was something that was really difficult for me for a long time. My parents were very supportive and moved uh, moved me schools halfway through my exams. And when I moved schools, that's when everything kind of changed for me because um, I was in the lowest sets and the lowest groups for everything. Um, it's very different now, the classifications, but we had something called standard grades, which lasted two years. Um, and you basically had to do your mock exams. All my mock exams I failed. Um, because I couldn't spell properly, I couldn't read properly, because I wasn't there, I just wasn't present. People were kicking my chairs and whatnot at school and it, it was pretty rough. I was dealing with depression, that moved then into bulimia as well where I became bulimic and I was in a really bad way. Um, I remember moving schools and we had to move house as well because the, the new school wasn't in our catchment area. So my mum up and left her dream house to move into a flat to allow me to, to develop. And I had an amazing uh, music teacher who inspired me one day and said, look, pick up a guitar and play. And I, I used to play the guitar anyway. So in music class, uh, I picked up the guitar and helped out. And I ended up going from being the, the sort of bullying person on the side to becoming the most popular person in my school all because I played the guitar and that was a, a complete shift for me. I still didn't have the qualifications or anything, I was still in the lowest groups and the, the teacher believed in me and sort of said, you know what, let's, let's reevaluate where you are 
and um, they, they re let me reset my mock exams and sort of said, right, let's put you in a room, reset it. I reset my exams and they ended up moving me up most of my classes, um, where it then opened up so many doors for me. I still left with no hires or anything like that. Moved into college um, and I had to do it the hard way, you know, but it, it gave me the motivation um, to try my best and I guess achieve something better than what I had in the past. I um, I will always remember someone, uh, as someone who I respect a long time ago, saying to me, you know, you can achieve what you wanted and you will always achieve it if you just work hard. And that's how I, I live every single day. Um, I ended up going on to college and getting the qualifications. I applied after after a few drinks one night, shall we say, um, for university up in Aberdeen. Never thought I would get in, didn't have the qualifications. Um, and I got in, believe it or not, um, went ahead and uh, became a university student and moved away from my family, which was interesting. Um, I struggled with depression at this point really badly because all the bullying was still very much on the forefront of my mind. Um, I still, to this day, have thoughts that people might not like me or you know, might judge me for certain things. I am more of a worrier than what the average person is and I'm sure anybody who knows me will always say, you worry too much. Um, but that's just who I am and I think it's because I care so much because I know where I've come from and I know how bad I was to where I am now so I guess going through that experience and dealing with bulimia getting myself out of bulimia moving away from home when I was just 18 as well living on my own you know making such a massive change I had to just get on with it you know I had no choice um, it took me many, many years, realistically, probably 14 years, to, to try and get over some of the experiences I had at school. And, um, and still to this day, there's experiences where I probably won't get over, um, but it still makes me stronger now. And I wanted to share that with people, that they know that it doesn't matter what you've been through, what anxiety you've had, there will always be people out there that you can trust and that can help you with it. Um, and I had some amazing friends and amazing family who did help me through that. Um, and as I said, still to this day, I will always probably deal with it. I'm dealing with it now. But when I came into this company and I realised that actually people like Luke, my old manager in Walsall, he accepted me with open arms for who I was. Um, there is no judgment. I could have my tattoos, you know, I can wear whatever shoes I want to be. I can have the personality I can have. And you are supported for who you are and you're not just a number. I think that's the most important thing and the most important message I want to get over to everybody is that you can be who you want to be and it's okay to be that way. You know, and it's okay to share your experiences because I guarantee you someone next to you will have had a similar one or will be interested to get to know what you've been through because there's always someone there to help you. Thank you for sharing that with me. It's important to remember the reason that you've shared this today, isn't it? It's, I mean, you, you shared a message with me before recording. You said regardless of what you've been through, you can achieve whatever you put your mind to. What does that message mean to you? It just it means that 
you know, you whatever your goals and whatever your dreams are. I mean, I want to be an area manager one day, and I will achieve it. I, and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. If you're sitting there in a red top right now, and it's your first day in this company, and your dream is to be an area manager, then you know what? Go out and do it. Work hard and do it because you will achieve it. There is nothing out there that you can't achieve. Just ask for the right help and there'll always be someone there to help. And it's our job in the black top, you know, and in the blue tops to make sure that we inspire you, we develop you and we give you the tools to get you to where you want to be. And people like uh, my assistant manager, Taylor, started in a red top. She moved her way up to blue top and she's now in a black top. You know, progression is so, so important and we will, in this company, help you achieve whatever goals you want to do. And likewise, out with this company, if you want to do something, then work hard, you will achieve it. You know, you absolutely can achieve what you want to do. Just believe in yourself, because I guarantee you people will believe in you as well. Okay, Lindsay, thank you very much. No problem.